Welcome to Hustle. Conversations with exceptional people. Sharing their stories of how they... Oopsie, I hit the wrong button. Donna, you snake. Yeah. You are quick. Well, you got your turn last week, so it's my turn. All right. Hustle with Donna and Bill Rawlings. You can... uh, Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts and all podcast platforms. Yes, we are live. You can subscribe now. We're going to be announcing our first guest soon. And um, well, what's the hustle all about? So, Hustle is an interview show that um, myself and Bill Rawlings are hosting. If you don't know Bill, he is a character unto himself, and he's like myself. He is just an incredibly hard worker and believes in hustling. Um, and I think we have to think about this because hustling, it could be like you could be hustling people, which we're not doing. Um, we're not taking it. I bet Bill has time or two. <laughs> How dare you say that about Bill? Okay, it's Bill's birthday week. I'm picking yeah, on Bill. It is. Yeah. But it's really about people who, um, in the face of adversity, you know, click over to determination and grit and change the direction and the course of their life, either professionally or personally. Um, it's not necessarily just about you know, jobs and, and having an important job in life. It is about how you take the opportunities you're given and turn them into, you know, something amazing. And we're going to be talking to guests of all ages, um, all walks of life. And I think you're going to find it really interesting. So we're getting ready to um, kick that off. Subscribe now for Hustle with Donna and Bill Rawlings and also Caddy Wagon with uh, Officer Richie and his canine partner, Raider. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old. I put in a very loyal 26 years until July 2019. Welcome to my second act. And my name is Donna, and I'm Caddy's wife. And I have you ever skied in your backyard? No. Okay. Well, I did the other night. Yeah. Okay. And not on purpose. I never know what's Where it's coming going. here well, in this segment. Well, here's what Just happened. So you were out on one of your um, police ride-alongs. Right, with Officer Ridge and Canine Raider. Yes. And so we have two hound dogs. We have um, Sally, our older hound dog, and Roscoe, our very precocious younger hound dog. Um, He's my boy. Yes. And so at you. night, they have um, electric fence. We have an electric fence. And so they roam on their own during the day. We've got some acres that they can kind of run on a little bit out in the woods and so forth. Well, at night, the deer and the possums and the foxes and the coyotes are all out roaming around. So we walk them on leashes at night because if we don't, we'll be out there with a half a pound of like Publix ham trying to get them in because they just will not come inside once they get on the scent of something. So I was out walking Roscoe and I didn't have on shoes and the grass was wet in the backyard. And he smelled something and he, I mean, within just a blink of an eye, he took off running and he was pulling me. I had to get into like this football stance, you know, with my legs wide. Sure, of course. Yes. And he was like pulling me like I was almost like skiing behind a boat. And then I fell down Mm. and I'm screaming because I'm in the backyard like, Olivia, Will, those are our children. Nothing, nothing. Because I was afraid he was going to break the leash or I was going to let it go and he was just going to take off running. But he kind of calmed down. I think he was so shocked when he turned around. I was like laying on the ground. So I went back inside. and ten, I'm, so, I'm sorry I wasn't there to help you. I know. 10, 15 minutes. I was protecting property the, the and citizens. people. and Yes. The citizens. Well, so As I go a back member inside. of the law enforcement community. So I go back inside and 10, 15 minutes later, someone comes down for that bowl of ice cream. You know, or to steal a coat or grits or grits. There's no, there's no schedule. There's just no schedule. Breakfast yeah. at 11 p.m. Weird. Lunch at 7:30 a.m. 
so they came downstairs and um, I'm like, did you hear me screaming? Plenty you're outside. In the backyard. Well, here's the funny thing. Charlotte's like, oh, I was up in the movie room and I heard something. I thought you were laughing and outside playing with Roscoe in the dark. And then when I told her what happened, she was like, well, I probably couldn't have helped you with that anyway. I'm like, okay. She's like, I'm not that strong. All right. So. Well, I'm glad you're well. Here's the, here's what I want to come out of this with. Right. I think yeah. it may be time for me to get one of those things that you wear around your neck. You know, like if you fall and you push a button. Oh, like a, a clicker. Yeah, a and clicker. it calls out for I help. I fall in and I can get yeah, up. Exactly. I mean, you're not that old. Not that old, but I think I'm I'm pretty close there with it. All right, traveling today to the Appen Podcast Network and Appen Media Group. What was your what was your jam? Your your hype song that will add to the Spotify playlist. My jam was "Life in the Fast Lane" by the Eagles. Okay. All right. I love the Eagles. Do you? I, I do. I bet your dad listened to a lot he did. of Eagles. He did. My dad was was um, you know a Doobie Brothers fan. Yeah. My his his entire life, and and I was raised on the Doobie Brothers. I would go into third grade singing "Taking It to the" and like dude, I was harmonizing with Michael McDonald. Oh my gosh! So my dad had a very rock and roll type. Uh, yeah. But but much like the Eagles and the Doobie Brothers, kind of a yeah. um that kind of California kind of a, 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 rock a, and roll not a vibe. Heavy, 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 heavy. Yeah. Type sound. Like a rock and roll vibe. Yeah. Well, I've been in this, I told you, you know, a couple of um, pods ago, I was listening to Fleetwood Mac. I've been in this like California dreamy rock stage. So I've been listening to a lot of Eagles and they're so good. So good. And then remember when Glenn Fry went out on his own and he released that album that has so many great songs on They all kind of went out and did their own thing and they came back together. I feel like they're that band that they're always announcing their. Um, departure Departure tour yeah. But they never actually depart Kind of like Alabama Exactly yeah. we, we were at the Georgia State Fair Down in Perry 15 years 15 ago. years ago And yeah. Randy Owen announced That they were retiring Yeah Yep So what was your uh, right, you ready? song You ready What kind of fool Do you think I am Who sings that Leroy Parnell. Oh, I love Leroy I Parnell. Have, I know you do. I have you can hear that in your voice right there. I have recently rediscovered um, Leroy Parnell. And the reason why is I saw a post on social media from him. And I was like, oh my gosh, I did not know that Leroy Parnell was on social media. Leroy Parnell was an A-lister back in the late 80s, early 90s, mid 90s, yeah. yeah. even maybe late into 90s. the late 90s. Yeah, the late 90s. Texas artist, country artist, but uh, plays a guitar in the league of Keith Urban, Brad Paisley. Yes. Um, who were some of the rock? Uh, Eric Any, Clapton. Yeah, um, anybody. Yeah. I mean, just an amazing artist. And here's a funny, funny, funny thing about Leroy Parnell. You and I were so obsessed with Leroy Parnell that we would constantly be trying to get people that we worked with when we were at the radio station to hire him for parties to hire him for parties <laughs> <laughs> or book him we did do that yes or book him because we wanted to see leroy parnell Absolutely. in somebody's backyard so somebody's having a birthday work. we were like listen <laughs> why don't y'all book leroy parnell yeah bring his bus in your would, would he do that oh yeah but sure. we called his agents even got oh, a price we knew the price for private party they had never him, never came into fruition never happened they but. well no they had him we had him um we uh Bill Gentry and... Uh, had him in Gainesville. They had him in Gainesville. Before at, Bill Gentry, country artist from Atlanta, who who developed and created and built Wild Bills, uh, the largest country music nightclub yeah. in America. Before Bill bought and built Wild Bills... What was the name of it? <laughs> Wild... Horse, wild horse in Gainesville. Yes, with Terry yes. and Jay Grover. And so we convinced them that all these people were going to flock out to see <laughs> Leroy did. Parnell. And they, they did come. But, man, there were no two people who had more fun at a Leroy Parnell show than, than, we did. than you and I. 
much to the chagrin of probably the people around us. I mean, <laughs> or the people that paid for him to come in. $15,000. Yeah. We're on the front row. He's like at a private party. Yeah. With Leroy. <laughs> he loved us. He did. I would like to see him again. He's touring. He, he does that tour. fantastic like, right like hair during COVID. But it was sort of like, yeah, it was kind of like he's, a Ronnie Dunn he's mixture. Got like a, he's got like a two year old. Yes. Or I'm, I'm, I think he's like eight or 10. Yeah, but. he does. But he had that it seems great to be doing well. Hair. Yeah, and he was doing I great. Was, it was a great social media find. And it's funny how stuff like God, that I triggers. That. See, it triggers you to rediscover someone's music that you listen to all the time at a certain period in your life. I love that. Thank you. I'm holding my own. Leroy yes. Parnell. Heart's Desire. A Little Bit of You. Tender Moment. Uh, most of the stuff was in the early 90s, early to mid-90s for Leroy Parnell. So we're going to answer we, Leroy. That, yeah, we were on the Leroy train. He played out somewhere at some farm that you were supposed to host an event and then... Everything went squirrely at the well, end. Hang on, was <laughs> and the guy wasn't going to pay anybody, any of the bands. Or, no, Donna, or that was when we were friends uh-huh. and you were a salesperson uh-huh. and we had boundaries and I was the talent. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you booked me. Get, I, listen, I'm telling you this happened and you're, gonna, you're not going to want to admit this, but it did. Okay. You booked me at some ragtag country music festival near Augusta, Georgia. Okay. And the reason why you did is because you wanted to spend the entire day with me. Oh, please. Donna. Donna. I want to spend the day with Leroy Parnell. Okay, but it was Leroy and it was someone else. Gene Watson. Who pulled up beside us driving his own bus. Gene like Watson. Like on 20. We're like, oh my gosh, there's Gene. He's driving his bus. It was Gene Watson. I'm not even kidding. And I don't know if it started to rain or people didn't come, but at the end, you were hawking me for your talent fee. I couldn't find I was. the guy. Well, so were the people who. <laughs> Where's my money? So were the people Donna. who booked the bands. Like they, the, the, the managers. The they, tour managers? Yeah. Looking and for their I, checks I like jumped in my Lexus and roared off. <laughs> I think I, was, I stayed for a little while. I was down, I'm sure, for the whole night. I was down the road. I didn't make the turn. No, <laughs> you made the turn. Left. Leroy Parnell and I had a party that night. It was awesome. Yeah, well, not much Good of times. one because he didn't get paid, so. <laughs> <laughs> and neither did you. I wonder what happens when that happens. I, I don't know. I didn't stay around to find out. Of course <laughs> you did, as the account rep for the radio station. I was. But you booked me that day. I was It was like out in Green, Green, Greensboro, yeah. Georgia. Yeah, it was in a big field. I remember Oh, it. yeah. Yeah. It was hot that day. It's hot. I recall. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Two great songs to add to the Spotify Hype Song playlist. Some uh, great news about Keith Urban. Um, we know that his project that's coming out September 18th is going to have 16 songs on it and a lot of conversation. And I have some uh, I have some, uh, some info here. Some intel. There are t- He released a track listing in the past week. And there are two songs. There are two songs, the first and second song on the track listing, that are very, very mysterious. And there's a lot of speculation. And I have heard word. Hmm. that one of the two songs is going to be a collaboration with an artist named Breland, B-R-E-L-A-N-D. Now, hmm. you're scratching your head, never heard of him. Uh, let me tell you where, why you know his music, especially if you have kids on TikTok. Better not touch my truck. Okay. You've never seen that on TikTok? No. Don't touch my truck. That's the I'm song t- we that have he totally does. different for you pages. I, my yeah. truck has six hundred and twenty five thousand videos on TikTok. So wow. it was about a few months ago that uh, Breland shared a video of him in the studio with Keith Urban. Oh well, there you go. So wondering if um, it's not going to have something to do with that new artist. And I've also seen some rock names kicked around for another that that second collaboration that he's keeping very very secret. Um, I've heard Luke Combs could be a part of this project as well. 
Well, he did do that shout out to him. Did you listen to his version of Keith Urban did, even though I'm leaving? He didn't yeah. do the entire cover. He only did about 30 seconds of yeah, the it was song. Good. It really was. Really good. Really, really was. And so, so here's a question about this uh-huh. project. Is there the reason, the speed of now part one, is there a part two? Like what, what is it? I would it? imagine so at some okay. point. Like a two companion albums or something. Here again, I mean like when Keith puts something out, 16 songs. I mean he never comes out with a small project. And every one of them is going to be amazing. The post to Luke Combs with Keith covering his hit, Even Though I'm Leaving, uh, the tweet said, uh, Hey, Luke, how much do you, all capitals, miss touring? Question mark, exclamation point, exclamation point. So there's a, everybody's wondering what that means. I That means something. It's too random for yeah. Keith Urban just to throw that out there. Now, does that mean that they're going on tour? Of course not. That, that can't happen. Are they going to do a drive-in tour together? Maybe. Could be. Are they going to do something virtually together? Could be. But but for Keith Urban to post that 30-second cover and, and with, you know, hey, Luke, how much do you miss touring? It's just... Um, not a coincidence. It's not at all. So something's coming from the two of them, and, and, and maybe it's a, a cut on the album. Who knows? I wonder, too, like, um, I could see Keith doing almost like performing the album live start to finish. I could see him doing something like that. You know, he has that YouTube channel and he's really, he's been one of the more active artists um, in COVID with like, you know, pumping stuff out on Instagram live and all that stuff. So I could see him almost doing like a play the album thing, you know, where from, from cut one to yeah, cut 16. Yeah, exactly. And then having whoever's collaborating join him, you know. September 18th, it is out. New stuff from Keith Urban. Looking forward to that. It's exciting. Climb a long, tall hickory, bend it over skinning cats. Yep. A lot of conversation on social media and also uh, via text to our uh, podcast text line, which comes directly to my phone, 770-464-6024, about the origin of this particular line from the Alabama Hit Mountain Music. Well, the conversation came about because we were talking about our Spotify um, playlist, which, as we explained, is kind of like our little curated radio station. We get to play the songs we want to play. We don't have to play commercials. Well, I, do. I don't have premium. Right. Donna won't share her username and password. But Still. on on the playlist is um, Alabama Mountain Music, and there is a line in there that says, climb a long, tall hickory, bend, bend it, it over, skin and cats. cats. And the conversation came about because our daughter, our 17-year-old daughter, Olivia, said, why are Alabama skinning cats? So we know now that skinning cats is a game in which a small tree is bent over and ridden like a horse. Now, a very young me at about 12 played a very similar game with Christy Miller. Okay. I, I cannot believe this. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I had nothing to do. All right. With, a... with skinning cats. No, I was going to say uh, a small tree bent over. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Are we done with that second? Sec- that is that the sec- origin okay. of the mountain music. Mountain music, song. that particular line. All yes. right. I did a three point road turn at the top of our driveway to come here today. It's what's going on in our driveway is nutty. First of all, let's start this out with we have a three car garage. That sounds like fancy and everything if you're listening, but it's not a big three car garage. You know, it's probably realistically a, a one car, garage. a one to two car garage because we can't have our trash cans out on our driveway or we get fined. So they have they take up a whole wall of our garage. It's shameful some days when I see the trash cans at the bottom of our driveway. Just the amount of trash that our family goes through. Okay, Everybody that's another else, segment. It is, but all all the other neighbors in the cul-de-sac, they they all their trash is neatly tucked. They don't have kids. Their kids are grown. Okay, well, good point. 
But all the Amazon boxes. It's embarrassing sometimes. I've never ordered a single thing from Amazon in my life. I've never been on Amazon.com. I do not believe that. How can you? I would have an account. I would ask you for your account. I'm not going to create an account. Didn't you order some things at the radio station before? Something that you've had delivered? No. Oh, my gosh. We've been over this before. It's no different than going to the store. It just comes to right. your house. But you I don't, don't know how to do to it. Leave. Well, I know, but it's not like we're excessively ordering from Amazon. Oh, please. Hey, did you see the trash went out this week? A lot of it are these kids. They're just ordering yeah. random stuff. All right. So three-car garage, but here's the deal. Yeah. No one's ever parked in the garage, really. You did for a little while. You, you, you and do I it took in half my mirror off. I can't make the turn. <laughs> I have a hard problem in, in all levels of my life making the turn, I That's guess. That's correct. But it's, it's, it's... We have a wall. Yeah. You just Let's not get into yeah. the, the weeds here, but I mean, unless you'd like, but it... Um, it, it, you can't park in it. It's so a tricky So what's happening now, Will has a truck. Our 21-year-old son has a truck. We have our vehicles. And now Olivia, our 17-year-old, who has been, you know, swapping and borrowing cars from right. us. And we've just been, you know, getting it done until she got her wheels this and week. And we wanted to make sure she was ready to roll. So now we have three cars at the top of the driveway. And there's no... There's, you, <sighs> the only way to get them out, too, is to go back all the way down the driveway then let the other person come it's out. It's crazy. And then back up, come back up the driveway. It is nuts. It's nuts. And I knew this day was going to come. But here's the problem. We can't put more than one car in the cul-de-sac because you just don't want to do that to your neighbors. But also... Well, our, there probably shouldn't be one down there. But our neighbors are having the same issue. Yeah. I mean, one of their kids has their car in the, in the cul-de-sac for the same exact reason. And I just don't... I mean, if we can't have Is there our, a fix? I know we're not the only people, parents, and family that ever have to deal with this. So what's the fix? Well, I thought about this last night. We probably could just put one in the front yard. However... If we can't have our trash cans out because of the HOA, we probably can't have a car in the front I would yard. think you could not, yeah. And we're up on a hill, it probably roll down. I don't know. All right, so we've been doing musical cars round robin, and it's uh, it's very frustrating. But we're so proud of Olivia, our 17-year-old, who is uh, now got her own wheels. Like We were coming to the studio today, and I was like, you know, what are you, what are you doing? Because, you know, all, all the kids are home and have been since March 12th. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Was reminisce about March tenth. I know, and I just checked, February twenty. I just checked my text because she was driving to the Greenway yes. to go on a bike ride, and I said, "Text me when you get there." And I just, I'm trying. You know, here's the thing: she, unlike one of our other drivers, who we, we held the car, um, sort of as like when you get your grades up, you'll get the car and you'll get to drive. Well, we quickly realized after mm, about a year. That, that if, threat no longer stuck. Well, if we didn't give in, he wasn't going to learn how to drive before he was an adult because it just wasn't something. With Olivia, it wasn't that at all. It was just we didn't want to add another car, um, and we wanted to give her a little bit of extra time, so we just kind of shared a car. She would take our car, and, you know, we shared a car. Um, but because we were, at the time I was commuting downtown, she didn't have a lot of access to the car, so it wasn't like she was borrowing my car to go all the time. And you have a huge truck. And it's not the best thing for someone who's learning how to drive to drive. But now she has her own car. But Don't touch my truck. Charlotte told me, our youngest told me the other day we were out somewhere and she Olivia had gone driving. She's like, Mom, I'm so proud of you. You didn't like stalk the 360 app to, you know, see how she was doing. I'm trying to be better on child number two, a little parenting thing here. I'm trying to breathe a little more and just let her go do her thing. She's not one of those kids who wants to ride the road, which is kind of nice because I was. You and I talked about this. When I, got, I was never at home. When I got my two-door Ford EXP and I slapped a surf naked bumper sticker on the back of it that I bought in Daytona, there was no stopping me. I mean, I would ride the roads. I would just ride the roads just to ride, just to listen to music. 
have freedom. Would you make up stories? Or would you just tell Nana and Charlie that you're going to cruise? Remember from a previous pod, I told my mom I was at a cheerleading banquet and I was at Baby Doe's. That's true. Dancing until two in the morning at nickel night. I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't a heavy ask, but I just was, I drove all around Smyrna. I burned up every road just because you just have that freedom. You can listen to whatever music you want. You roll your windows roll down. Roll your windows down. You can blast your air. You cannot blast your air. I, I mean, I, back then, you, now you can open a sunroof. I didn't have a sunroof. Did you? I did. That cost extra. Well, yeah. I had a Ford Escort. Okay. I'm just flashing back. Do you remember the sunroofs that didn't have the button that opened, but you had to, you kind of popped it up with your hand? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. And it had like yeah. a long, almost like a bicycle pump that held it up. Yep. And so you just got a little breeze of wind. Well, you could take it all the way out, but you, you had could. to pull over. Yeah, you had to. You couldn't do it while you're moving. Oh, my dad had a Mazda RX-7. Do you remember that? Yeah. But then you had to get it sealed right because then if you didn't and it rained, yeah, problems. I had a Ford Escort GT Turbo. It had a uh, a spoiler on the back. That's extra. And a CD whip antenna. Where, what were you doing with the antenna? I don't know, Donna. Were you on a CB? I was for a while. What was your handle? I, Donna, again, I was... 16 years old. I don't, I don't know, but kid crusty. What was it? <laughs> what was your handle? What the, what? I don't know, but I mean, what was your handle? Everybody, I don't remember what my handle was. Everyone Donna. had creative handles on the CB. It didn't last long because it was a very long whip antenna and it just, it, it wasn't, um, think about like height, weight, proportionality. What an ergodynamic. <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was a dark Navy Ford Escort GT turbo. Oh, and I had it a white oil. Mm. I mean, Wow, it was, it was probably not good for the environment, the amount of oil that it leaked. Well, and years. then we laughed. We both switched. Somewhere along the way, my 40 XP died before I went to Georgia, and I got a Suzuki Sidekick. We both had Suzuki And we both had them. And you want to talk about, if you ever had a Suzuki Sidekick, again, Jeeps are so popular right now. But the Suzuki Sidekick, in order to get the roof thing off, it had this railing on the top, and you had to slide, because mine, you could take the whole top off. And it was like, heavy i mean you think about a heavy like jeep roof and you had to slide the um, roof into the little track like to keep it on so i would start it wasn't an easy fix so i would start from georgia to come home to my parents house and it would almost look like it's going to rain i'm like eh, it's not going to rain and then it'd start pouring and i'd have to pull over and try to put that top on and i'll tell you another thing i used to bring my dirty clothes home mm-hmm. from georgia and my panties went all over, all uh, over the highway. I'm not kidding. In bras and stuff. Like on 316? Yes. Well, back then, there wasn't even a 316. This is how old I am. You had to go through every little town. like uh, And your panties Bethlehem. were blowing in the wind. Yeah. Bethlehem, all those little cities. Auburn, not Auburn, Alabama. Auburn, Georgia. All these little cities that had a little post office. And I mean, because I would never put, I don't know what I was thinking, but I would never put stuff on top of like my dirty clothes. And I'd be like, what is all this stuff going? Oh, there goes my bra in Bethlehem, you know? <laughs> the holy city. What on earth? Donna's panties are on the flagpole. Unbelievable. Again. Just no common sense whatsoever. <laughs> All right. So we're. I'm very, very excited that Donna has news about uh, you have found relief for your uh, plantus festivius. Okay. Well, it's not that. That sounds like something for your Christmas. Your plantar vaginus. Okay. Stop, Hyde. I'm serious. Stop. It's not that. It's plantar fasciitis. Okay, and if you talk, there are probably one out of two people listening right now have suffered from this. It is incredible. One out of two? Yeah, I wow. bet you. Okay, I mean, I'm not I mean, I just I just know how debilitating this pain has been. I talk. I ask for weeks everyone. Now. The kids are sick of me asking people. I'm sure you are. Everyone I meet, if I haven't seen them for like five years, I don't even care what they've been doing. I'm just like, have you ever had plantar fasciitis? 
The kids are like, Mom, like. Everyone in the family is, is confused. And here's an, a recent example. I walk into the bedroom uh, with Roscoe a few days ago, and you are on your back in the bed, and you're using his leash yeah. <laughs> to stretch My foot. Your, your foot. Yeah. And yeah. Roscoe wanted to know why you had his leash. It wasn't good. And, and I mean. It was not a good look. I mean, your Here, plantar fasciitis was just <laughs> played out there for all to see. It was just, just, just. All right. Here's what happens. It is a muscle from your, like your shin kind of down through your foot and you have to stretch it out. And it sounds crazy. Like if you have, if you've ever had this and you're listening right now, you're probably doing this. You're constantly pushing up on your toes because you're trying to almost get your foot at an incline. It cr sounds crazy, but it is the most painful thing ever and, and you've I, done the the water frozen water bottle you know you've ordered orthopedic shoes oh my gosh i've got orthopedics they've helped some orthotics not orthopedic <sighs> shoes orthotics they've helped some the water bottle rolling it at night definitely helps i have a foot massager i've gone and gotten it massaged i've been to the chiropractor tried it all tried it all and now you're getting relief with uh with a cbd CB, cream cdb product. it's a it's actually a cbd roll-on and so um we went to visit um this fantastic place called hemp pharmacy and it's farm as in f-a-r-m and the reason it's called hemp pharmacy from farm is the products are all sourced naturally um and what i was i was telling they're two lovely people that christy, and richard, christy and richard and they are incredibly knowledgeable about their products and I have been familiar with CBD products, and I've certainly used them in the past. Um, uh, there's a tincture. When I say tincture, what that is is just a liquid dropper. And I have taken a drop or two before I go to bed at night. It just helps you sleep. Um, when you hear CBD, do not be afraid. Do not think that you are using illegal drugs. CBDs have incredible healing powers. And, you know, people think nothing of popping ambience and taking um, Advils for pain and all that. There are very natural ways to deal with pain in your body and not just pain. I'm talking about um, not being able to sleep at night, anxiety. Just I mean, in everybody right now, your anxiety. It, it's through the roof, whether you've ever experienced it or not. And also for your kids. Christy, we were having yes. a conversation with Christy in the store, and she was like, you know what? We're seeing so many parents coming with their kids because they are so anxious, anxious right now with everything going on with school and, 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 it's and coronavirus. And it's completely safe. And natural. Um, our pets, we've been giving some CBD treats to because they bark at night. So with this roll-on, what I'm doing is just rolling it on my foot. And it's just a pain relieving. It's by, um, it's CBD MD. It's a premium freeze. They have different um, levels. Strengths. Strengths that you can use. And I went with the middle level. And it's really helping a lot. So, Edibles, topicals, smokables, tinctures, all at the Hemp Pharmacy. Third-party lab tested, locally owned and operated. It's just off Georgia 400. Wimmer Parkway, uh, cross Wimmer from Costco. Yes. Is where you're going to find it. And I've, I've waited my entire life to be able to say this. You ready? Drop in, drop my name, and score a free edible. I love that. But I Who, don't want in? people to think that you're doing anything illegal by doing that. I was there on my way here. Yes. Yes. And the, the great thing, last thing I want to say about them is you can know nothing about um, CBD oils, tinctures, any of the things we've talked about. Don't worry about it. Just go in and talk to them and tell them some of the things that you're experiencing. Your kids are your pets. They'll walk you through everything and you're going to just love the fact that they're so knowledgeable. Our 14 year old daughter, Charlotte, was scheduled to go back to school. If you're uh, listening on upload day it was today. We get a text email from the school um, 
well, uh, 24 hours ago that said that uh, the school where she goes has decided to postpone by two weeks. So that is one, two, three school days notice. We're able to pivot. There's that word again. We're able to pivot and, and, and get it all done. Uh, you know, For us, it actually gives us a little more time to get things done. Yeah. That we needed to get done before she goes back to school. But in our house specifically, Olivia's doing a hybrid schedule, right? Yes. She's doing. Well, it's all virtual right now, but yes. Oh, is it? Everything's virtual right now. For Fulton? Yes. You know that. Yes, I knew that. Okay. They're not going back to school until potentially after Labor Day. How did I not know that? I really, I didn't know that. How did I not know that? Okay. Yeah. So we're going to have both. There's at least another two weeks. Mm-hmm. Three of the kids in the house mm-hmm. since March 12th. That's right. All right. I'm going to go get my car and my go truck get your head home. <laughs> I took it on the way here. Yeah. All right. So um, what we're learning is everybody's got to be able to um, to switch it up because there are a lot of school systems uh, that are, there's, you know, had one plan going in and they thought they had the right plan. Sure. And now that there there's a lot of school systems that are kind of here last second uh, changing their uh, changing their plans. Can you imagine if you had virtual with your kids? If the school mandated, it, it was mandatory. The school said your kids cannot wear their pajamas. Oh, I think there'd be a revolt at our house. But it's happening. There are school systems that are saying these kids need a routine. They need to get up. They need to make the bed. They need to shower, brush their teeth, comb their be hair. Present. Uh, and put on something other than what I'm wearing today as we sit here at the Appen Media Group. Which kind of got sleep a sleep pants, pants and ACDC t-shirt and a pair of flip-flops. Listen, I agree with this. I really do. I think that one of the things, and I know the school systems were, you know, it, it was thrown a curveball. And and I don't think that, there, I've heard a lot of people, um, and I probably was one of those voices, who did not believe that the school systems handled the virtual situation very well. Um, that it seems like these kids were kind of running their own schedules and that there was no structure. But I will say they were handed a curveball and had never experienced anything like this before in their, you know, existence. I do think they've had time now to figure it out as best they can and get ready. And I, I think that there is something to be said about even if you're zooming in, take attendance, you know, force these kids a little bit to interact you know, there are kids, and I think about this, who are not comfortable interacting in a live school setting. You know, the, you know, there are lots of kids who just don't want to speak up because they're afraid they're going to be made fun of or say something wrong. This is kind of a great opportunity, too, to have a class participate as a class. But even if you're Zooming in, and, and maybe, again, like we've all talked about in our jobs, maybe they're just business on top and pajama pants on the bottom. But there's something to be said about you shouldn't be able to turn off your video, you know. You should have, because then that will make you run a comb through your hair. You know, um, maybe they can't smell your breath virtually, but you might get up and brush your teeth. Because I think as parents, we are constantly saying, you need to shower. And if you don't have kids, it's going to sound crazy to you. You know, who doesn't shower or brush their teeth? Kids. But, you know, you need to have some accountability because there's accountability later in life. And I, th- I think that it's it's important. Now, the thing that I think is very interesting is there are some private schools that are saying, if you go to private school, you need to be in your uniform. You have to be. And at particular schools. Yeah. Is that, is, that, is that too much, you think? Well, again, maybe from the top. And then, like, you don't have on your plaid skirt on the bottom. Listen, if you've ever had kids in private school with these uniforms, it is, woo. I mean, like, I've been down to one sock before where I've had to run through the house and find 
a dirty sock. Because what happens at the end of the school year, if you have a kid in private school, you don't want to invest in any more uniforms because you know they're going to grow over the summer. So you are just riding it out with that one skirt and that one white shirt. You I know? mean, Will had one shirt when he was at oh my God. St. Francis. Well, he started out with like thousands Four, yeah. of dollars of uniforms. The other thing is he'd bring someone else's shoes home. Because the thing about private school is when they go to PE and they all change clothes, everything looks the same. You know, they grab someone else's pants, someone else's shirt. And you think it's no big deal because you're like, well, what's the problem? Because they all look alike. Here's the problem. You might have gotten your uniforms at the used uniform store and old Betty over there invested in brand new start shirts. And so when the shirt comes home, she's like, where's this? You know, her shirt's got a hole in it because that kid grabbed the wrong shirt. So it's kind of a mess. Where do you stand on this? Do you think they should have to be up and dressed and ready? I kind of do. I do too. I kind of do. Yeah. I think it make them sit up a little more. Pay attention. I can't imagine what these teachers see. We, we, we've talked about bosses and, and judges. Remember what the judge sent out an email to all the lawyers? Yeah, get saying, out of the bed. Get out of your bed if you're going to be in court. Yeah. Virtually. So I think that there. I think there's something there. I do. I do. I don't, maybe. Maybe the. the uniform thing maybe not so much but i do think that the kids need to get out of bed come to the kitchen table or to a a a desk somewhere in the house probably out of their bedroom yeah and we don't listen we're not practicing what i'm preaching right here but maybe that'd be best if they got out of the bedroom came down to the kitchen or and you know went somewhere where you've put together a faux schoolhouse yeah a schoolroom like little house (laughs) on the prairie exactly back in the day exactly are you ready to uh, talk about your appy Yes. Okay, let's hit it. Is One, it time? It, well, is it? Do we have time? Yeah. We sure we have time for Appy? Yes, we do. Okay, all right. Let's uh, let's hit it. Because I'm Appy. Come along if you feel like a room without roof. Because I'm Appy. Come along if you feel like happiness is the truth. Okay, so today's Appy mm-hmm. is called Greenlight. Here's the thing about Appy. Sometimes I'm giving you just straight apps, and sometimes I'm giving you products that are also related to apps, and that's the case with this one. So Greenlight is a an app and a card that you have probably, if you have younger kids and you're on Instagram and you're scrolling, you've probably seen this come up on Instagram. They do a ton of advertising on social media, and it's basically a um, debit charge card for kids who would not have a bank account. You know, our older kids, obviously, both Will and Olivia have bank accounts. Charlotte does not have one yet. Um and so what the green light card is, is you give them access to a card that there's a spending limit on. You load, if they do, um, if you're one of those families who does um, like a chore chart, you can reward them with money on their green light card for that. If you, for the reason I got it is I was so tired because when they get into like seventh, eighth grade, really middle school, they start going out on all these dinners with friends and they go shopping and I was having to pull out. It was ridiculous. My idea of like, what you pull out would be like $20, $30. They're like, no, we're going to dinner first and then we're going to shop. I'm like, okay, that's an experience. That's not like a, you know, small thing out. So you can preload this card. The app that goes along with it allows you to track their spending and they can track their spending. I see, because I was going to ask, where does, where, like, is, is the card tied to a bank or is it like it's, an independent app? It's tied to our account, but we only move money over when, when we want to. Now you can start your kid with maybe a bank, you know, like $40, $60, and then they can order what they want, or you can move money over as they're going somewhere and they need it. But it allows her, the other day she tried to order something and she didn't have enough money. And she was like, I wanted to order this sweatshirt, this really ridiculous sweatshirt. I'm like, well, how much money do you have in your 
you know, green light account. She's like, well, I'm $30 short. I'm like, well, you got to wait. Because it wasn't. Go, Mama. I love that. Well, it wasn't time to order some random sweatshirt, you know. And I think it teaches them. And I, she said, well, I, you know, I didn't know that. And I said, that's why you have to go on your app. And you have to look at where you're spending the money and what you want to spend it on, you know. So it's called green light. And basically what you do is you order the card. It takes maybe four days to come in. The coolest part of the card is you can download a picture on it. I, I noticed Charlotte has zippy. Well, I didn't want to, I did not want to put a picture of her on it because I didn't think that was safe. So I put a picture of zippy, her cat on it. And it's a really cute picture. So, and it looks just like a regular credit card. You can use it, you know, when, whenever they're out. I think it just gives younger kids, Charlotte's actually probably a little older for it. You know, she's probably going to get an account soon, but, um, I think it gives younger kids an opportunity to learn how to save, you know, and right. budget for themselves. We will include Donna's appy in this Saturday's uh, issue of The Letter, which is our... Let, let me sing myself out. Oh, yes, okay, go ahead. of course. Go ahead. One, two, one, two, three, four. We just got appy. Mm -hmm. Check out The Letter. It is uh, absolutely free. Hit your inbox around 9, 10, Saturday morning. That's a, it's a three, four-minute read. Never more than that. Uh, alternative episode titles. And uh, Donna has a recipe. What? Yeah, really. Uh, we do uh, photographs that complement the stories that you heard during the week's podcast, the two weeks podcast, and things like that. So check it out. Text left on red, left on red to the number 22828. Red is in the color 22828 for uh, our weekly newsletter called the letter so um we were as we've told you we've been up at gallery furniture a couple of times lately and just checking out all of the amazing inventory that they have on site and the one thing that we haven't really talked about we've talked about the fact that they are the leader in recliners couches bunk beds rocking chairs but the one thing that they also have a ton of are rugs and i have been looking for a very specific rug i need a round rug to go in our kitchen under our round kitchen table and rugs are priced all over the map. I mean, they are they can be so expensive. Or then, like, you look on the online places that you can order rugs, the usual suspects, and they're either incredibly expensive or incredibly cheap, and you have no idea what kind of quality you're getting. So Don and them have amazing prices up at Gallery Furniture on rugs. And the best part is you can pull the rug out. You know, if you're questioning whether it will fit under your dining room table, guess what? They have dining room tables there that are probably the same size as yours. So she will actually put this rug under the table to see if you're going to have enough room. Because there's rugs are heavy. They get delivered. You roll it out. You move the furniture, furniture. You put it back on. You're like, it's not really the right size. So you really need to see. Rugs are not something that you can just order online. You need to see them. So go up to gallery if you're um, in the market for any kind of, you know, Throw rug, spare rug, um, they're amazing prices, and you'll be able to kind of see the quality. Check out the rugs, dining room tables, uh, sofas, living rooms, all different brands and styles. Gallery furniture, 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville. Your routine, if it hasn't already started to shift, it soon will because, uh, listen, school, whether it's virtual or whether it's face-to-face, -face, school is getting ready to fire back up, and everybody's routine is going to shift just a little bit. It means dinner uh, is now much more in play if you're working and juggling everything else is going on right now. Dinner affair. We have been customers for years. Meal kits made easy, delivered directly to your phone, directly to uh, your home, 30 minutes or less and much less for most of them. Uh, fewer steps, no shopping, chopping, washing, measuring, and always easy cleanup. Uh, store the fresh ingredient uh, meals in your freezer for later. Uh, so if, if, if you 
had a plan. Somebody had something going on. Maybe one of the kids, or you had something to do with work. Three people were going to be out of the house. Suddenly they're back in the house because it got canceled or whatever. You just pull out a dinner for your meal and, um, and, and prepare it for everybody. Everybody loves it. And you also have great leftovers. That's the other thing. You know, sometimes when you cook a meal and they didn't, people didn't like it, and I'm not saying this for me, but they didn't like it the first go round, they sure as heck aren't going to like it the second go round. Dinner affair, every time we cook it and we have leftovers, Will is honestly, he'll eat it that night at midnight. He won't, he won't even make it to the leftover stage. But you're also going to get amazing meals to use later. Um, if you're going to work and you need a quick meal prep, if you want to put something in someone's lunchbox, these are great to, um, to use the second day also. Regardless of what dinner package you choose, $30 off your first order. Enter the promo code CADDY, C-A-D-D-Y, CADDY at dinneraffair.com, dinner, A-F-A-R-E.com. They also have national overnight delivery for Dinner Affair, and uh, you order at dinneraffair.com, pick your meals, and they can meet your door the next day. Contactless delivery as well with Dinner Affair. In your life, you will be lucky to have three people that you can absolutely count on. Most often, but not always, two of the three are going to be your parents. You hope maybe one is your spouse. But everybody needs in their life a Norm Shrutt. Norm Shrutt was the president of ABC Radio. He was based here in Atlanta and uh, back in the he hired me in 94 when I was 19 years old. So uh, late 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. Norm was president of ABC Radio, but he was based here in Atlanta. And it was Norm's responsibility to see oversee the, the daily operation of Kicks, And then shortly thereafter, uh, uh, Norm bought Y106. The two country stations were, were under the same umbrella for the first time. Norm hired me when I was 19 years old, and he gave you, Donna, <clears throat> your first shot, your big shot. In, in radio sales here in Atlanta. Uh, Norm passed this week. Um, after retiring from ABC, Norm became an agent and represented some of the most talented radio personalities in America. And Norm meant the world to both of us. As I explained to our daughters, um, I said, you know, and then they know the name Norm Shrutt just because we've talked about Norm and can, you know, all the time. I said to them, I said, you know, girls, you wouldn't be here if it weren't for Norm Shrutt. Daddy would have never gotten the job in Atlanta when he was 19 years old if Norm Shrutt had not hired me and, and, and really taken a big shot. I was 19 years old. I didn't. Listen, I was stupid. Norm also took a big shot on you. So our lives, Donna, would have never intersected had it not been for Norm Shrutt because you were selling for a station in Boston, a rock station, yep. and you wanted to get back home here to Atlanta, which yeah, is where you're from. I did. And Norm, again, you were young. I applied for the job. I couldn't believe it. I was in a small market. I wanted to get back to Atlanta. And, you know, before I came back to, before I had left Atlanta, I worked for a record distribution company um, in rate in records with a record label. And I had worked um, at an ad agency and I went and did radio sales when I moved for a short period of time up to, it was about a year up to um, Maine, Portland, Maine, worked for a a Boston station and worked for a Portland main station at the same time. They were owned by one owner and one was in Boston and one was in Portland. And I drove back and forth and I was desperate to get back to Atlanta. And I applied for this sales job in Atlanta and came down and interviewed over Thanksgiving with Norm and he hired me. And I'll never forget when I'm not going to say what it was when he told me my salary. I just couldn't believe someone was going to pay me that much money. Donna, I remember the moment 
the norm told me the exact same thing. I, I'm there right now in my mind. Yep. Neil McGinley was the program director. He would be my direct boss when they hired me. Yeah. But Norm was the president of ABC Radio, so he had to sign off. And I remember we were in Norm's office. And uh, Neil said, hey, kid, we're going to pay you. And then he kind of looked at Norm, defaulted to Norm with his <laughs> eyes. I, I knew this was going on. And I could see Norm flashing fingers on yep. the other side of his desk because he, and it was 2-5. He was yeah. flashing too far. Norm had no idea what yeah. Neil was going to, you know, or Neil had no idea what Norm was going to offer. They hadn't had that conversation, I guess, because they were wondering how how cheap they were going to get me. You, you know what I'm saying? You, you only had a two five. I had a two five. When I, I first was hired at Kicks, they I paid me twenty five thousand dollars. I had a much bigger number. I'm sure you did. <laughs> but it was sales. But 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 I was, remember that moment that yeah. Norm told me the salary. That's, 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 we hadn't just talked about this before. Yeah, he was just a really really special person. Um, I was so scared of him when he first started because he had a really gruff exterior and you couldn't win him over. You know, it wasn't like you could be funny enough to win Norm over or charming enough to win Norm over. How you won Norm over was by proving to him that you would do the job that he hired you to do and represent him in the way he wanted to be represented. It, you know, some people just want you to blow smoke up there. You know, just be funny and yes. just, yeah, just be fun to hang around with. That wasn't Norm. You, you could never out funny Norm. You could never outsmart Norm. I learned so many invaluable sales lessons that I use to this day from Norm. Um, and, you know, I, I tell you the thing about Norm, when, when someone like that exits your life, and, and as you said, you're so lucky if you find someone. And people have said to me, well, what was it? What made him so special? And it was truly his belief, you know, in both of us. Um, and it wasn't an easy relationship. And you and I've talked about the fact that if you have someone like this in your life, and, and even you can say this about your parents at times, there's going to be some rocky waters. You know, this is not a relationship that you can get overnight. This is a relationship developed over 20 something years. And a lot of those years, there were some tough things. You know, we were always seen in a way as Norm's kids. He always talked about that, or his children. And I'm not going to go into the specifics of it, but there was a moment when the two of us sort of stood up as adults and we made a decision um, that we weren't going to work with Norm anymore. And it was a very hard conversation. I didn't even go. I, I made you go, yeah. you know. <laughs> and years later, I'll tell a funny story. Norm would bring it up because he loves to bring things up. And I was like, listen, I did not. I had no part in that. I did not. Meanwhile, I was the one probably saying, this is what we need well, to let me, do. Let me, let me hit pause there one second. The radio personalities and agents, every agent has represented every radio personality in America. Yes. That, that, that has the necessity or... or their career. Right, right. I mean, it. not every radio DJ has an agent, but those that are in a major market like Atlanta are the top 10 markets and they make nice money, very good money, right. but they also make money for the radio station. Right. Those, it's best that you have an agent in that situation. So there were times, um, but radio talent fire agents and agents fire radio talent all the time. Right. It just happens. And there was a period when Norman was my agent mm -hmm. um, and, and we decided to make a change. And so I met Norm at Blue Ridge Grill on West Paces Ferry. And I was hemming and hauling because I was just scared to death, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and it was a necessary change. And it was actually a necessary change because of who our management was at the time. We were kind of caught in the middle. And so we had to do this, but we had to kind of do it for different reasons. And so basically you told Norm you were getting rid of him because he was too old. I, and, 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 well, 
And then he looks at me after I, I spin the story and I'm just, just sweating, spinning. you know, and just down in sweet tea, which you had to mix yourself at Blue Ridge Grill, you know, <laughs> had the, the sweetener or whatever it's called, the syrup. And so he finally looks at me, so you're telling me you're firing me because I'm old. I said, yes, Norm, that's it. That's exactly why I'm firing you. It was kind of like being at Charlotte School when, well, never mind. Yes. But, you know, things that just pop, you know, you're already thinking, yes. but you shouldn't say out loud. And you said And it. you just, yes, Norm, I think you're too old. I, we're going we're gonna to split here for a little while. Norm simmered down. Yes. As did I. And we remained the closest of friends. I talked to Norm probably a month ago. As recently as a month ago, uh, we last had lunch at uh, Goldberg's, which was his haunt there near the Oka Cafe in Blue Ridge on West Paces Ferry. And if you've never, if you've, it, that was one of the privileges in life is sitting with Norm and having him place his order. Yes. Because it was quite a feat. Nothing could be ordered. Just, you know, you, and would, the order, waiters you and would order the scrambled eggs and a bagel. And, and some matzo soup. Yeah. And he would control I the don't order. want any grapes. Seriously, I'm not lying. I know. I don't want, and I would look at him and I'm like, Norman, are you not embarrassed? And the waiters and waitresses knew they him. They loved him because he was there two times a day. You know, I would sometimes meet him for breakfast and then meet him for a late lunch. You know, yes. if, it were a, if there were a lot of stuff going on, and recently there has been. So, yes. Norm's been so supportive, especially in the past year when we needed him. But everybody needs a norm in their life. And, um, yeah, I hope you're lucky enough to find one. And if you have one, um, cherish that relationship. My heart, literally, when I heard about it, it just broke in half. And it's just so sad. But it will. my heart will come back together. It always does. And um, I don't want to be one of those people that said Norm had a great, you know, he had a great life, but Norm had a great life. You know, he really, he loved his kids. And he, he fought for everybody. Yes, he loved his grandkids. And yes, he fought for every person. And you may have not known it because it was very gruff, but he was fighting for you. Sometimes you didn't even know he was fighting for you. And he was, and he was just a great, everybody called him the radio rabbi. And it was because he was just such a great confidant, you know, and he would, you would always leave you in the midst of the conversation. You were like, Oh, he's so bullheaded. He won't listen to me. And you would always walk out the door and get in your car and sit there for a minute and go, he's absolutely right. He's absolutely right. But at the time, and that's why it was kind of like this father-child relationship, if you ever have one of those, where you're trying to prove your point, even as an adult, prove your point, he always knew better. And he always did. He always knew better, you know. he. When I worked for him, when I first started working, I wasn't making any money in sales. And he knew I loved to go to, to the arts, which is so funny because now I work with arts books. Um, but he had season tickets to the symphony. And he would always bring them around. It would be like for a Saturday night. And on Friday, he'd bring them around he'd, and he'd put them on my desk. And he said, you know, you want to go, kiddo? And I'm like, to the symphony? And he's like, yeah, go. Dress up. Have a good time. You know, it's so sweet. So sweet. Norm, everybody has a Norm story that worked for Norm or if he worked for you in an agent capacity. Yes. And it's been great in the past few days here to see all uh. of these kicks personalities from back in the day. And personalities know, across the country. And, and and even the Atlanta salespeople and salespeople from around the country. But specifically, you know, you were one of Norm's girls. And and please don't don't no, yeah, at no. me about that. It's not that at all. Norm back in the day, there were seven of you seven of you ladies. Yes. Uh and you ran this market. And yes. Kix was the most influential and most respected country station in America. And Norm Schrutt made it that way. Yes. And he insisted that it stay that way. And he would do whatever it took to make sure that the station was pristine. Right. And the station was clean. Um, kicks would sell out, meaning it was so high in the ratings with Moby in the morning. And then you had uh, 
Gary Kinsey in the middays. You had Bill Seller in the afternoon. Then you had me doing seven to midnight, crying, loving, or leaving. It was it was great. Kicks was such a huge machine in Atlanta, the number one station for many many years, that the station would sell out. There'd be no more time left for advertising because Norm capped it. What do we used to do? It's another 50, 52 minute. Oh my gosh, I'm flashing back. The tagline back in the day was, "It's time for another fifty two minute music hour." Yeah. On Kicks one one five Atlanta's country station. I'm thinking about this right now. Then there were eight minutes of commercials. Norm would only allow eight minutes of commercials. And if those eight minutes were sold, there would be no more airtime on kicks. You would be told, sorry, we're sold out. Can you imagine that happening right now? It would not happen right now. No, I mean, we used to have Like their stations, I I know when I left, 101.5, I think we were running 23 minutes of commercials an hour. But back in the day, Norm Schrutz said, hell no. Was That's like, tune out, and I'm not going to allow advertising to dictate the ratings and listening of my radio station. Well, and it was like airplane seats. I mean, I remember we had the $1,000 club, and it would get to a point where each each 60 seconds, 60 seconds of airtime, it would be $1,000 per spot. And that's what you were always trying to get to was selling that. I've said this before. We were printing money and we wore it. was a grand time to be in radio back then just for a lot of reasons. He um, he gave out an award every year and I thought this was always so interesting. It was called the Crystal Pig and it was a crystal pig. And he would give it out um, annually, but he would let everyone from the radio station um, pick the winner. He didn't pick the winner. The every, Everyone else did, your other employees. And the reason he called it the Crystal Pig was he always told the story that you know, when you have breakfast, the chicken provides the eggs, but the pig provides the ultimate sacrifice. <laughs> you know, the pig gives their life for the breakfast. And that's what he wanted. And that's what he asked from people is just just give me your all for the days you're here. But then also that family was very important. The norms in your life allow you to make mistakes, but also give you uh, plenty of room to recover. Grace. And learn. Yes. Yeah, a lot of grace. Yes, and he did. God bless you. Rest in peace to my... Uh, our rabbi, uh, without Norman, uh, we would not be here today together, married with kids, and uh, you would not be back home selling. You know, I just, our lives, would, without Norm, our lives would have never intersected on it. Yeah. It's because of that one man. Rest in peace, my rabbi, Norman Shrutt. This is my second act. It is Caddy and Donna. Without the sponsorships that we have on this podcast, it would be impossible to come in here twice a week and offer up content and, and episodes. And one of those sponsors that has been with, uh, been with us from the beginning is... Uh, the Hurt 911 Injury Group. It's a network of personal injury attorneys that specialize in treating people injured in car accidents. And so you can rest easy knowing that indeed you have the best lawyers in Georgia. Uh, they're on your case with the Hurt 911 Injury Group. The Hurt 911 Injury Group, the number is 1 800 Hurt 911. 1 800 Hurt 911. When you are in uh, a car accident, you're the victim. They focus on giving you immediate medical treatment and taking it to the justice system to get you the compensation that you deserve. And listen, if you're with another personal injury firm right now and you're just not happy, and I can believe that because you're not with Hurt 911, uh, listen, you have every right to take your case to another firm. Get a second opinion. 1-800-HURT-911. 1-800-HURT-911. Some pod peeps for this episode of My Second Act. Text from Scott uh, from the text line. 770-464-6024. Enjoyed the discussion about Rick Church, who evidently has issues with the letter E. So crafty. Love R-I-C that. Church, Scott writes in a simple yes. text. Uh, Karen, I felt the same way as Donna did. When I found out Kenny canceled his concerts, I was holding out hope until the end. Crawled back in bed after that. Hashtag 2020 go away. No kidding. Rhonda, listening to the podcast right now, and yes, I have heard a pain being referred to as a stitch. Example, having a pain in your side, you would say, I have a stitch in my side. 
Love you guys, Rhonda. I bet I had four or five people reach out to me that said, yes, it's called a stitch. You get them when you're running. You get them when you're... Diddy. I mean, I wasn't running. I was... my, my mother's mother, Diddy. D-I-T-T-Y is what we called her. Uh, if Diddy didn't say stitch, it didn't exist. It exists. I wish I could say I was running. I was simply bending over to like tie my shoes. <laughs> Hadn't even gotten out on the course yet. Then I already right. had my stitch. Let me check the number on my phone here real quick. 770-464-6024. You can leave a text or a voicemail. And if you send a text... Uh, please include your city and in, in, um, where you're from so we can give you a proper pod peep shout out. And there's nothing. No. But that comes straight to my phone. Yeah, we have, sure. You have plenty of time to uh, of time. to reach out to us. Plenty of time. On that. All right. Social media channels at ATL Cadillac on uh, Instagram and Twitter and the Cadillac Jack page. On Facebook, don't forget you can say to your smart speaker, play Cadillac Jack. You get the most recent episode of my second act. A small ask of you, three things. Number one, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up. And don't forget, you can already subscribe now to Caddy Wagon with Officer Richie and Canine Raider and also to Hustle with Donna and Bill Rawlings uh, coming up in the next uh, couple of weeks here, two brand new podcasts. But you can subscribe now on Apple Podcasts and all podcast platforms. Rate and leave five-star reviews to the pod and show our sponsors some love. And they do include Gallery Furniture in Gainesville, The Hemp Pharmacy, Windward Parkway, Across from Costco, American-made, third-party lab, tested, locally owned, and operated. 1-800-HURT-911 and DinnerAffair.com. DinnerAffair.com. New episodes Tuesday and Thursdays of my second act. Proud part of the App and Podcast Network. Mm-hmm.